Well, good evening. It's nice to be back in my little humble office again after being in motels and doing shows live from my bathroom in the shower. <laughs> if you didn't see that, then I can't explain what's going on. But there's always something weird when it comes to our show and real with Rick Dancer. Um, you guys, we have a great show for you tonight. Um, Kim Stark is here to talk about some events, an art walk that's going on in Eugene right almost as we speak. Um, and that's going to be happening. We're going to go live to the art walk. And then we're going to talk also with a, a fundraiser for baseball at Bushnell University uh, right here in town. We're going to talk with one of the coaches about that. Um, we are going to um, also be uh, talking about a very sensitive issue. It's a very important issue um, about sex trafficking in Oregon, specifically Lane County, and a group of women who are working to fight that. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to have some folks on who are really angry about a new initiative petition that's out there that would make that, that would actually put some, make it easier for sex traffickers. And it's just crazy. They notified me today and they're coming on uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, so you guys can hear a little bit more about that because that's a little bit astounding and a little shocking. Um, so our show is sponsored by Mercury Metal Design and Fabrication. We'll be hearing more from them. That, that right there, that logo on my wall right there. They made that. In fact, hold on. I'm so proud of this. Look, so they took my business card and made it into Jessica's smiling because Jessica is coming on to talk about the art walk. How's that a local company and they produce that they can make your logo into a metal thing like that. Um, I think it's so freaking cool. I love it. In fact, I'm moving into a new house in Montana and they're going to make me a backsplash on my kitchen counter that'll have the mountains that I look out on. So they do all kinds of really cool stuff like that. We'll hear a little bit about from them. Uh, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, we always have to thank them because they're awesome and they sponsor us and help us. And also we want to thank Any Lab Test Now Eugene, where if you are dealing with anything COVID, uh, they can help you. They can get your testing for going on a trip. Uh, if you're if you're uh, taking a, a flight and you need to know if you want to know your antibody level, they can do that for you. They even have some new testing coming up. They're going to tell us more about later. They can and they're going to talk a little bit about Omicron and how they can tell the difference between the two, because I'm really interested in how that works. So they'll be on later this month, but they're helping to sponsor this show. So let's kick it off and then we'll get right into our news with Bill London. I have to warn you. Um, Bill's a little off tonight, and uh, he's coming to us in a helicopter, but you'll see what I mean in just a minute. Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? Yeah, there's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see it fly. Broadcasting live from Get Real with Rick, News Chopper One, I'm Bill London. Good evening from the News Radio 1120. Ah! The humanity! What is wrong with you, Bill? What is really wrong? Really you. So I got a new toy for Christmas. <laughs> a child from the News Radio 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, and just maybe I'm drunk. 
All right, here's a look at some of the stories we're following tonight. You know, we're currently seeing now some of the runoff and minor flooding due to the recent rain and, of course, the recent snow. The National Weather Service says it's probably going to get worse. We're under a flood advisory and warning through 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Now, so far, it has been mostly minor creeks and streams, with a couple of exceptions. Although, according to the Weather Service, excessive runoff could result in the flooding of some large rivers and streams. Thus, the flood watch. The flood advisory remains in effect through much the reason for minor flooding of small streams and creeks and areas of poor drainage. Right now, we've had some floodwaters that have covered a number of portions of Highway 101, for the most part, just a little bit south of Seaside. That, according to the Oregon Department of Transportation, they're also warning drivers that flooded areas are restricted to only high-clearance vehicles on Highway 101, and some areas may close to traffic as the tides rise. One of the other problems that we're seeing with all of this rain is some mudslides. Now, a little bit uh, earlier, actually last night, I-84 between Troutdale and the Dalles finally opened, and then it was closed this morning because of a mudslide just a little bit east of Troutdale, and that closed the highway for a number of hours. So if you're going to be out there driving, particularly in those rural areas, uh, you just need to be taking some extra care and also if you're going through passes like over towards the coast or even the mountain passes, most of the passes like Highway 20, 22, 126, 138, the roads are mostly clear, but those hillsides are very soggy and in particular the footprints of uh, some of our major fires from the Labor Day fires, those areas are going to be more prone to debris flows and mudslides. Well, in big political news today, at least in Oregon, former New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof, according to the Secretary of State's office, does not meet Oregon's residency requirement to run for governor in the state's 2022 election. Secretary of State Shamia Fagan has said that today. Now, Kristoff announced his candidacy back in October with his campaign raising more than a million dollars in less than a month. The Oregon Elections Division reportedly notified the Kristoff campaign today that it would reject his filing for governor because he does not meet the constitutional requirements to serve. The Oregon Constitution requires a candidate for governor to have been a resident within the state for three years before the election. Fagan says Kristoff doesn't meet that requirement. Fagan, by the way, whether this has anything to do with it or not, also happens to be a supporter of Tina Kotek, who's also running as a Democrat for governor. Kristoff has responded to the decision, and he took a shot at Fagan, tweeting, A failing political establishment in Oregon has chosen to protect itself rather than give voters a choice. He went on to say, we will challenge this decision in court and we are confident we will prevail because, in his words, the law is on our side. Speaking of Representative Tina Kotek, she is going to resign from the Oregon legislature effective January 21st, ending her tenure in office as the longest serving House Speaker in Oregon history. She's been the Speaker for nine years and her departure will set the stage for a new presiding officer to lead the House of Representatives when the 2022 legislative session begins February 1st. Kotek became the first openly lesbian speaker of any state house when she was elected to the position in 2013 and 
The big factor for her decision is that she announced that she was gonna run for governor. And the big part of that is by house rules, she can't fundraise during the session. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Betsy Johnson. She is a former state senator and a former Democrat from Scappoos. She left the legislature in the middle of December to do something that no woman in America has ever done, and that is win election as governor while running as a non-affiliated candidate. Johnson, if you didn't know, is actually a law school graduate. She graduated from Lewis and Clark, and she also took to running a helicopter company. She's pro-choice, she's pro-gun, she's for gay rights, and she's voted no on higher minimum wages. To date, she's raised $3 million since entering the governor's race, more than any other candidate by a long shot, and at least part of her message is going to be that Portland is a cautionary tale for Oregonians, a one-party city where good intentions ran amok. She represents herself as an alternative to factional ideological disagreements and is betting that message is gonna resonate with disaffected Portlanders as much as anyone. Now, recently she was interviewed by Nigel Jaquis with the Willamette Week, and he asked her a pretty interesting question, which was, and I'll read the question. He said, no woman has ever won a governor's race running unaffiliated. Why could it happen next year? And her answer is great. She said, what's different is how disaffected people there are. There are pissed off Portland Democrats and there are pissed off Helix Republicans. And I'm of the opinion there is enough of them that there's a path. And when asked about one good thing that she could potentially say about Tina Kotek, she said, quote, she's taken the unchecked exercise of power to an art form. Police arrested a 34-year-old man on arson charges, and I bring this up because, Rick, I know that you grew up in Hillsboro. If you recall, there was a huge four-alarm fire that burned through over 20 businesses on Main Street in Hillsboro. Well, that fire was apparently arson-caused. The fires were reported in the early hours of Sunday morning on January 2nd. Hillsboro Fire and Rescue worked with neighboring fire departments to try and bring that fire under control and protect other businesses nearby. Well, they arrested Roel Leon as a suspect in the arson at Weil Arcade on East Main Street in Hillsboro. He is also now, it turns out, been named a suspect in two other cases, which is two nearby vehicle fires on January 2nd and a burglary in downtown Hillsboro on December 4th. He was booked into the Washington County Jail on two counts of second degree arson, three to counts of second degree burglary, and fire investigators say they're still looking for more evidence. And the information sent out so far is a little bit sketchy, but the Oregon Health Authority today reported yet another record day for positive COVID cases. 7,615 new COVID cases. That was reported in the daily update today, and that set a yet another record for the highest number of cases in a single day. And the previous record was 6,203 cases, which was set yesterday. Now, a big part of the reason for those high numbers, and the Oregon Health Authority says this, it's because they have been doing a lot more testing. And they also say that the highly infectious Omicron is part of it. That said, all right, Rick, 
from wherever you happen to be in Montana, from whatever <clears throat> cheap flop house motel you happen to be in, it is time for you, sir, to get real. And I'll see you all tomorrow morning on the wake up call starting at six on KPNW. All right. Well, Bill, I'm right here in Eugene, Oregon. <clears throat> I got back from my little trip, so I'm doing good. So real quick, I want to mention this. Uh, Dr. Michael Bratlin is one of our biggest sponsors making a lot of this possible. So here, take a second just to listen for a minute. He said today uh, he will honor this special for anybody who says they saw it on this show. We do a lot of crowns and we do really good crowns. Um, and it's funny, a patient asked me the other day, is like, how are you giving such cheap crowns? And, and I think they think that maybe I'm having like lesser quality. I have really good quality crowns and we do really good work. And we're, we charge, if you don't have insurance, we charge 998 bucks. So if, let's say you break a tooth and you know you need a crown, you can call us and that's how much you're paying. Um, uh, you're not gonna, we're not gonna charge you all these add-ons. You, you don't want a crown that breaks. I don't want stuff from China. Uh, it's a local lab. Uh, they're phenomenal. You're gonna come in the chair, we're not gonna charge you for a limited exam, x-ray, um, a core build up in a crown. We're gonna charge you 998. So again, that 998 special is if you mentioned that you saw it on Get Real with Rick Dancer. And I just had one, mine, one of mine broke. I only have one, but it broke. And I went in there and it is the most comfortable tooth. Kim, I'm telling you, if you have to have a crown, you're too young, but when you get there, um, this is the sign that you're old. It's when you, but you know, then, now I can call myself King Richard because I am crowned. Yes. <laughs> That's so right. I, have a, I have a scepter and I would like you to start calling me Sire. <laughs> well, that's your next. Okay, then they're gonna have to make a new thing for you, Rick, because that's gonna fit with your new crown. Yeah, with your my new, new, I mean, I'll have our uh, mercury metal fa fabricators make me a new one with a scepter. <laughs> that right. would so, fit you so well. So you have some exciting stuff coming up. So go ahead, talk to them. I'm just gonna put you out with you. We're, we're on the art walk tonight, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. So the first Friday art walk is taking place tomorrow, and they're downtown um, Eugene. And for those of you who haven't checked one out, it's a perfect chance to because tomorrow is supposed to be dry. So let's uh, cross our fingers. But either way, we're used to the rain. Um, and so we have some special things um, that are going to be featured down there. And we're actually going to talk with the organizer, Jessica. She's joining us tonight to showcase a little bit of what's happening. And Jessica is down downtown right now inside one of the vendors. So Jessica, tell us about, I think you have about what, 12 people participating in this? 12 yeah, vendors? 12 art walk venues participating this time. And uh, usually we have a few more, but I think some are taking a break for January, but do not fear. We have some really great shows that are on display tomorrow. Uh, right now, I'm actually at Eco Sleep Solutions. It's at 25 East 8th Avenue, and they are your bedding source if you're looking for organic materials, organic bedding, organic sheets. Um, right behind me, we have Tyler Merrill, who is a felting artist. Yeah, that's that's one of her pieces. And she's actually been working in this medium for almost 40 years, and she wow. gets a lot of inspiration from... She's also a painter. Uh, so, yeah, she's quite the artist here. That is so cool. And Rick is showing us some of her work right now. So we're seeing it as you talk. This is really nice. And that's what's featured behind you, right? Yes, at Eco Sleep Solutions and Gallery. And they also have a, a few other amazing artists here. Cedar Corredio, Stefan White. Uh, what you're looking at right now is actually by David C.P. Placencia. He'll be showing his work at the Broadway Commerce Center. Which oh, okay. I'm really excited about uh, David's show. He's been in the arts community for 10 years. He started Wheelhouse Arts, which is a teaching studio down in Art okay. City. 
he's a really accomplished artist. And I met him when he started doing bubble art with, I think, his niece or nephew like 10 years ago. And he'll be showing some of those pieces, too. Oh, fun. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, these are so cool to see the variety here. So people yeah. will walk around. And I know you said um, then masks are required for this event. People are used to that anyway. Um, but tell us about what people can expect tomorrow. And I know the venues are open from, you said, 530 to 8. Is that right? So we can let 530 to 8. Your best bet is to pick up an art walk guide. It's going to be at all of the venues. You can also go to our website at laneartsorg And laneartsorg there okay. for you. Uh-huh. And uh, one other fun thing that's happening tomorrow in the Market Alley, the, the new Fifth Street development, is there's salsa dancing. So if you want oh. to lesson, they have that started at 630. <laughs> and okay. then, then the regular dancing is, I believe, from 7 to 830. So, yeah. Oh, fun. And they're going to do salsa right out there, right outside? Or where does that take place? Right in that Market Alley. There's also Karin Clark at the Gordon right there. And I think oh. Heritage is there. There's a few wineries there. It's a real sweet spot. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's such a beautiful, beautiful location. Oh, how fun. Okay. So Rick will be there doing salsa. Um, <laughs> um, anything else that you can tell us about? He's getting ready. He's getting warmed up. Hey. about just the organization in general and how important this is for you guys to do these Friday art walks? Yeah, so Lane Arts Council mission mission is to strengthen and support the arts. So the art walk is just one natural fit. Uh, we love to celebrate the wonderful artists we have here in Eugene and really bring awareness about their work. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. It, it's such a great event. I'm so glad that you guys are, are continuing to do this. And like I say, tomorrow is actually supposed to be dry. So it'll be a perfect chance to get out there. So thank you for joining us, Jessica. Um, and we put the uh, the site up there as well for people who want to want to join in the fun. So Yeah, and lanearts.org. It's where you'll find everything Art Rock related and find a whole schedule about the programming. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of fun. So if you guys don't have anything going on for tomorrow and you want to do that, that is a great event happening. Okay, so another thing we're going to talk about, this isn't necessarily an upcoming event, but something that they're continuing to work on is bringing, they brought back baseball now to Bushnell. And we're going to be joined by Jamie Womack, who is actually the assistant um, coach out there and the athletic funding person. And you do it all, Jamie, wear a lot of hats out there. So tell us about what you guys are looking for to kind of help um, with the new, I know you have a signage um, thing going on and you're looking for businesses to help us out. So maybe you can explain a little bit about what you guys are looking for. Yeah, so we just yeah, brought back baseball uh, a year ago. And we've been really excited to kind of see the excitement in the community. And part of what we're doing is we're doing outfield signs where people can sponsor, sponsor the team and they get a sign on the outfield fence that acts as advertising for them, shows our kids the local support. And there you can see some renderings of the stadium that's being built at Hamlin Middle Beautiful. School. Beautiful. This and, is a uh, middle school. So this is yeah. the new, this is the rendering and tell us where you're at on that project right now. Yeah. So the turf, turf is good to go. Um, if you drive down pioneer, you can see it. Um, it's pretty incredible. Um, the bleachers are underway and uh, the netting is underway as well. And um, part of who we're sharing this field with is Springfield school district is a partner in this project as well. But uh, Ike Olson and Kelly Richardson, two local, very generous businessmen, um, are helping bring in the Springfield Drifters, which would be a summer collegiate wood bat team that'll play at this field in the summer. So been really cool to have kind of an all hands on deck local group supporting this. And we're excited to be able to play there and 
represent our school and our community and we're looking for local small businesses or local businesses in general to join with us and sponsor the team and get on the outfield wall. Awesome. And you're looking for businesses. They just, what, they give you a logo you had. Tell us who's doing the signage for you. Yeah. So fast signs here in town will be making these signs. will be a 10 by six mesh banner, very high quality and the logos pop off of them very well. And um, they'll, they'll be up as soon as they're ready to go, but we're excited to have them represented. So Jamie, when does that open? When does that, I, I hadn't even heard about this. Of course I don't, you know, get any news, but <laughs> I'm uninformed that way. But that's so you guys, Bushnell and, and and these other organizations went together in the school district to put that together. So it's a multiple use. I mean, baseball, but you guys, them, everybody makes this happen. That is a beautiful stadium. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're very lucky. Our first home game will be February 18th at 11 a.m. against oh. Corbin University. It's February? Yeah. This. Yeah. Wow. Here in, here in a month. So the, oh. the boys will be back. <laughs> Um, this weekend, they'll all come back from winter break, and we'll start practice on the 10th of January, wow. and then we'll be diving right into a season. That is so beautiful. I mean, I, I want to put that up one more time because I think that – look at that. Yeah. That's really, that's big stuff. I mean, for all of us over in Springfield, I think that's a really huge deal. That is well, really thank nice. You, Bushnell. I mean, for because that's that's a driver for, for the town. You know, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're excited. I think there's a lot of cool things that can happen with this, and – Having some local kids um, on the team is a lot of exciting things. Hey, Jamie, you, well. should, you should reach out to um, our client, Elements Health Clubs. Um, Brian Avalon over there and their group, they're really big on. We have the hockey team from U of O practices out at our place. We have some of our, like Sarah the Killer, uh, one of our trainers, she puts them through a, a circuit. And so you could bring the players in there just as something different to do. But yeah. you should I can connect you to them because they really love doing stuff like that with the community. And it'd be right. so fun. And then what, what the hockey team does is then they come. Um, they used to when they were practicing, but they would come in on Saturdays with the regular old farts like us and do our class with us. And the level would just it was so fun for all of us because you're going, well, no, I'm I'm 62, but I'm, I can keep up with you little smart asses, you know. And so you can it, it was really a great way to integrate them into the community. So it's Elements Health Clubs. Um, and, and if you want to do something, get a hold of me and I'll put you in contact with Brian Avalon. Yeah, I've actually met Sarah. I met Sarah a couple of weeks ago out at uh, the health club out in Springfield. Okay. Um, oh, nice. So we're we're working on something to see if we can get Perfect. something together. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Jamie, thanks, man. Thank yeah. you so much. So if, if anyone's interested in partnering with us and getting an outfield sign, um, my email is jawomack at bushnell.edu. Um, you can see all of our info on our website. You can see the rosters for all of our sports teams and even, you know, what we've got going on as far as scheduling too on our website, pushnellpeakins.com. So thanks so, for having so, me on guys. Jamie, what are the, what's the cost of those signs? Oh, sorry. Rick's getting your email up there. What's this? Jamie Womack at what? Uh, J.A. Womack at bushnell.edu. At bushnell.edu and what is the cost for those signs are do they vary i know you said they're one size yeah so they're 10 by 6 um and then so for this first deal we're going to go two years worth of sponsorship during bushnell's time on the field which is in the fall and the spring and it's five thousand for the two years worth of okay. signage okay great so any businesses you want to get your 
your uh, logo or what, however you want to look out there on those signs. That'll be great to support you guys. And I love that that rendering looks amazing. So this is exciting news and we'll, we'll keep uh, posted with you. We'll keep doing these stories as, as they kind of things move along there too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, thank Jamie. You. All right. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, isn't that beautiful? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. I'm looking down at the screen and I, I don't see my other guests. They disappeared. Oh no, they left on Let's you. Oh. Are you guys are you guys there? Yes. We're here. Okay. <laughs> hey. So I'm gonna be right back after I play another video, but I didn't see him in there. I thought, uh oh, Kim, mm -hmm. we're gonna have to kill some oh, time. We're here. Okay. So you guys Magic. Went we'll be right back in a second. Kim, thank you, hon. Thank you. Bye guys. See you later. Okay, here's another one of our sponsors, Mercury Metal Fabrication. Ryan Dancer with Mercury Metal. Uh, proud to be the new sponsors of Brick Dancer and everything he's doing over there. Uh, we're in our uh, new facility that we've moved into at the beginning of uh, 2020. Uh, and uh, this is our automated saw behind us. And we're going to be showing you around a few things in the shop and show you what we do. What I love about that is you find um, there's so many companies and creative people in our community, in our state. Um, and it's fun to highlight people like that because you find out I never in a million years knew that people did stuff like that. So I, we're happy to have them on board. Now let's switch gears. Uh, this is One's Purpose. Hello, introduce yourselves, ladies. Hey, my name is Joni Wilkinson. I am the founder and executive director of One's Purpose. And this... I'm Rhonda Riddle, and I'm the president of One's Purpose. So you got double trouble, Rick. You didn't know that. I, you know, I, I knew I was in for it. And then, and then we got Julie out here uh, saying, uh, Joni yeah. Wilkinson. Okay, so we, we got people out here watching you. And Kelly Styles. I know she's big on the organization. So tell people, what what is One's Purpose? Okay, so, and it's actually thanks to Julie, um, who pushed me out of my comfort zone. But... I started One's Purpose probably five years ago now. Um, my own experience, Rick, we met at the very first Junior League Abolish movement. Okay, remember that? Uh -huh. All right. So <laughs> my story is I started One's Purpose based off of being groomed, manipulated, and positioned by my so-called boyfriend who watched me for a year and a half, who knew every angle to work. And he was actually trying to get to my daughter at the time, who was 14. So... He, uh, they are very good at what they do. They are very patient. And I went from being a friend to a boyfriend to I was his wife. So thankfully, uh, he was arrested one night on the way to my house. Um, 
And that's when I learned that he's actually a level three sex offender who had been trafficking uh, teenagers in in um, Oregon, California, and Texas. His family is in on it. Um, his mom was like, you know, oh, honey, he'll be out in no time. It's just a sight and release. We're, we're still going to move you to Texas. It'll be okay. Um, no. So that's when I learned of his past, his history. I mean, his rap sheet, I mean, is like this thick. And um, so I was like, okay, this is a thing, human trafficking. What? That's for real? That that in Oregon, to me, I mean, my family, you know, born and raised here, went to Sheldon High School. My family's still together, involved in the community. No, that only happens over there. That would never happen to me, right? right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I started learning what is grooming, control, manipulation, trauma bonding. And I mean, I could, he was the Romeo pimp. So he would do, you know, wine and dine, do anything for me and my daughter, um, but yeah, so I was like, this is a thing. Okay. We need to talk about this. Why isn't anybody talking about this? And so I just started blasting on social media. Like I said, what's grooming, uh, control, manipulation, trauma bonding. And then Julie was like, are you writing a book? What are you doing? What happened? And I was like, no. So I just started spreading this and women from all over the United States started to reach out and say, yes, this is a real thing. It happened to me in the sixties, in the seventies, and nobody is talking about it. And I'm like, what? Okay, well then here we go. So that's what one's purpose is here to stop human trafficking, to bring awareness. And then in the midst of all this, I met this amazing woman right here who's going to give you her little piece of this. So I was kidnapped from the Eugene bus station when I was 14 years old and taken into sex trafficking until I, I was 22 before I escaped. And um, I've been looking for resources in our state for over 21 years, and there has not been a single safe house or program designed around just specifically helping survivors of human trafficking. And so uh, 20 years later, I finally find my voice, and I saw this woman off of social media, and I met her in person, and I found her heart, and I thought, oh my gosh it's time to actually create this resource in Oregon. And so we teamed up and made One's Purpose an official nonprofit. And we launched it in April of last year. And we are on the track to getting that safe house by the end of this year. But wow. in the meantime, we have, uh, we do our own program. We offer equine therapy, dance therapy, basketball therapy, um, holistic healing, trauma therapy, counseling, you know, every case is different. So it's kind of a case by case thing. What's neat about our organization is that everyone who is, who does our therapy are survivors themselves. So it's survivor led. They've been through it. They've lived it. They've came out of it. And so I truly believe that has an impact on helping survivors heal. So why, I think it's shameful that as a culture and as a state, we don't take this seriously. We, it, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, um, it's, it, we, we have a lot of lip service about how we care about women and how, um, you know, sexual assault is bad and rape is bad and all that stuff. And yet this, we poo poo it because do people don't believe you? What, what do you think it is? Are we afraid? 
I think we're afraid. And I think that there's just not enough funding in the police departments or, you know, to help do the stings that are necessary to bust the traffickers that are coming into our communities. I mean, over the years of me being trafficked, we took hundreds and hundreds of, of young girls out of this state in caravans of pimps from all over the United States. Like Oregon is known on the map as the snow capital of the world because we possess the highest amount of, of Caucasian people, which create the most money in the interest industry. So they prey on our, on our smaller communities and they come here and they put their money and their fancy everything. And, and they take the vulnerable children out of here and it, it happens to men. It happens to women. It happens to children. I mean, and like I said, I've looked for resources for over 20 years and it, it just led me down a horrible road of addiction and in all other problems. And I never was able to heal because there was no help. And that's always been my question is why. And now people are starting to talk about it a little bit more, but it's like there needs to be the follow through. Like, right. yep, we did a vigil last night. Rotary Club got involved. But <clears> come <throat> on, people like continue this movement yeah. let's not keep just do one visual going. like right. keep the momentum going and we're out there once a month you know we do awareness trainings we got all kinds of things going on so y'all can always just go to the website julie's on it <laughs> and jump in when you can so we need the community to stand up and recognize so someone just notified me <clears throat> recently and today we were talking and she's really big into there's a new initiative or a petition or something out there that do you guys know what I'm talking about that would make that give even more access to this kind of crap? Not you. Is it not the, the one that decriminalizing the act of prostitution? Yeah, they raised $1.2 million in Portland to fund this and it never made it, um, but they're still pushing for it. And we no. are trying to create our own bill and right. work with some legislators to go the opposite route. What do what does that say? Okay, that's just, right. So yeah, so talk about talk about that for a second. If we decriminalize that, what does that look like? So you're it's just going to turn every Joe Blow out there into a pimp, right? You know, and to to make it's going to make it worse. It's not going to make it better. Right. It's just going to create more traffickers to come into our community because they're going to be like, oh, it's a slap on the wrist. So let's just work there. Okay, so let me ask you two this, because I'm, I'm actually going to have, we're scheduled, and they're going to come on in two weeks. So they are going to come on and talk specifically about that bill, because we're going we're gonna to ride their ass on this thing. Um, but the two of you, so you're, you're, you're survivors. You're not victims. You're survivors of this horrible thing. When you hear that this is even possible in the state of Oregon, mm -hmm. is that like just another victimization for you? Absolutely. Because it says it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like, oh, it's just, I mean, you know what I mean? That says so much and just what they're, what that anybody that I'm embarrassed that this would even be talked about. Like we, I mean, where are the, the feminists in the legislature fighting right. this? Where are the men who believe that women deserve to be treated, you know, well, um, fighting this or saying that this, this shouldn't even be a thing. You know no. what I mean? It's, we should be disgusted that that's even allowed to come up in the state of Oregon. Shame on us. I mean, really. So shame and on us. And it, and 
it is so hurtful for me as a survivor and other survivors that work with us and know us, you know, like, Oh, there's Julie said, we're victorious, not victims. Um, amen. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it just going along with there being no resources for us. And then you want to slap it in our face and do this bill. Like you basically are saying that we have, we're just prostitutes. We, we have no value. We, we don't deserve help. And we're just trash. I mean, that's how it feels from my yeah. my feeling, you know. So you got this 1.2 million for this, but there's no resources and there's no help. <laughs> Hello. And like somebody said in the comments, they said, Yeah, sweep it under the rug. Don't talk about it. That was me. And and this is a real thing. And let's talk about, I mean, if we want to talk about how marijuana is legal here too, that's a whole nother trafficking well, out the weed well, farm. Yeah, it is uh Dennis says, don't trust government to do anything about this. They will not. And, and, and the thing is, it's so interesting, as you're saying. So so there's money in there talking about to even put this out there. But the same money could be put into programs and resources to help keep our daughters yes. and our sons from getting into this thing. So give me um, give me like one piece of advice uh, for a parent to under to see the signal that this could be going on. That I don't want a really obvious one, but something subtle that if if your parent would have noticed, I want one from each of you if I could. I think it'd be super helpful the way to close this out. But um, it, what would you tell a parent if your child is, this is happening, you might wanna be investigating? Well, what I would like to say is that everybody thinks it's the, you know, the creepy guy in the van or, you know, the creepy pimp with the feather in the hat that's gonna come and groom your child. And that does happen, but I would tell your your parents, watch out for the other kids that hang out with your kids because I was the predator. I was taught to go and hang out with the kids at Sheldon High School when they would go on the lunch breaks to McDonald's and Dairy Queen and become friends with them, gain their trust, and then take them to my trafficker. So people have a misconception of how this works because think about it. It's easier to become a friend than it is a boyfriend. So it's easier for your child, you know, and, and people looked at me, they would have never suspected that I had any involvement with that because they train you and brainwash you so good. So be aware of, of your kids and who they're hanging out with. If they have a friend that is buying them stuff and always buying them lunch and, you know, it's like, it's over the top, that's a warning sign, you know, Pay attention to their social media. Get involved in what they're doing. Any kind of app or any kind of social media thing is a gateway for them to get to your kids. So, Jody, so what like, do you... you know, hey, there's this, there's this new dance move on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. How does that work? Show me. Like, engage and let them show you their social media. Put the phone down at dinner and engage with your child. And, you know, hey, just... And don't be, you know, combative. That's me. I had to like calm down and just let them talk and keep the line of communication open. And um, yeah, we're actually January 28th, Junior League, third year, Abolish Slavery. We'll be there. We'll have survivor stories. We're having people flying in from Texas, a forensics nurse. So y'all come out. And if you want more stories and more info, we got you. So that's on the 28th. You're going to be doing that? At the Valley yes. River Inn. Yep. Register so okay. you can get that free food. So you we're know, always willing to answer our phone yeah. 24 hours a day. If you have questions, you can come, you can ask us anonymously, but, you know, educating yourself and how yeah. this process happens 
is the best thing that you could do for yourself and your family. We offer awareness trainings and we travel anywhere to give you that information. Like we will come and talk to you one-on-one -on -one because it's all about trying to help the next person not go through this. So this has to be really hard for both of you to talk about all the time. So why, why, why do it? Like she just said, it's extremely traumatizing to me. In fact, I, you know, it takes me a lot to share my story, especially after not sharing it after so long, but I know I went through what I went through for a purpose and it is for that next survivor. I am so tired of there not being resources and I'm so tired of watching other women that I went, worked with on the streets, just living hell and addiction because they can't get the help that they need because there's no resources for them. And it just breaks my soul. And so it's just time that we put an end to this and we quit allowing this in our community. Yeah. And the so you guys shame and the condemnation. How could you let this happen to you? You have a good head on your shoulders. Come on. It, I mean, people, you don't know the brainwashing, the manipulation and the control that is real. <laughs> Once somebody can get your brain, they got you. Well, I think anybody that's living in the last two years should understand mind control and brainwashing. Right. Hello. So I, I don't think, I think all of us have been a tad bit uh, brainwashed through all of this yep. process. So totally. here's what I'm going to do. I have those folks coming on on the 19th. That's a Wednesday at five. You two get a hold of me and then we can, they'll have a group of people. I might bring you in on that conversation as well, but then you that's can dope. promote your event on the 28th because then we'll have somebody talking about this bill but then we'll also have you guys talking about a solution because it'd be really nice to not just give people okay here's what you do we're going here's things you can actually do to get involved and i like what one of you said earlier too is you know this is what i preach to my office to my audience is you know community is an action word you yep. can't be part of this if you go Oh, poor, those poor women. That's sad. And then you go on and have your gin and tonic and you go about your life. Um, you have to get, you have to participate. And love is an action word. It means if you really do love people, then you have to do something. You can't just sit there and go, love you. That's not love. Love is action. Amen. And so if, <laughs> Come on. if you are sitting out in the audience and you're just looking and going, that is so sad, then get off your dead ass and do something Thank you you need to be involved because this is not going to go away with us just sitting around going, well, that's all right. I think that's what happens so much in humanity is we get these opportunities for greatness and we all are sitting around wondering what we could do. And it's right there in front of us. You know, find the thing that makes you come alive and then come alive. Amen. Hence, hence the name one's purpose. Every one person has a purpose. So if every one person gets busy in their purpose, we can all make a difference. I love it. Okay, guys. So get a hold of me and you will be coming back. Okay. Amen. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having God us. Bless. You are so welcome. Oh, man. So, you know, night to night to night, I feel like that is what those are the nights I know. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like, you know what I mean? And you guys, we have to stop having people tell us what to do and start finding the thing that makes us come alive and just do it. Don't worry about what people are going to say. Don't worry about um, looking stupid because you already do. Um, there's nothing worse. You want to get to the end of your life and look back and go, I, I've never heard a story of someone being on their deathbed and saying, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have gotten as, as involved in life as I had. 
I, I wish I would. I, I'm so glad I didn't spend enough time with my kids. I'm so glad I did. You know, instead, you want to be there laying on your bed going, I had one purpose and I discovered what it was. And nobody can tell you. I think that's part of the whole plan of life is nobody can tell you what it is. You have to go find it yourself. And that's what we're trying to do here is give you a voice so you can find your voice. Um, I'm Rick Dancer. Uh, it's Thursday night. We don't have a show tomorrow on Monday. Um, Mary Starrett, a county commissioner from Yamhill County, is going to come on and talk about some of the nonsense we're going on here in the state of Oregon with this mask crap. Um, on Tuesday, elements of a <clears throat> healthy life are going to be on, as well as some travel news. And we've got a whole bunch of other shows that I have to look and, and spend more time on. Um, you guys, uh, share this on your page, if you would, please. Facebook is not my biggest fan and it really helps we pay to push it out so that's part of it but my sponsors need the attention i want to help my sponsors because that's what i'm here for um, and you um, but if you share it on your page then people come on and see it and then they may be you may save someone's life you never know all right have a good weekend i will be back on monday and uh we'll all be back bill me kim next week have a good weekend thank you Thank you.